Welcome to The Plugged In Show. I'm Adam Holtz, your host, and each week our team gathers to talk about the world of pop culture and entertainment and what is going on there, and we want to invite you to be a participant in that conversation too. So thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to talk about a couple pretty interesting things. We're going to talk about setting entertainment and technology boundaries for your family for the holidays, and then we're going to talk about dopamine. And if you're sitting there thinking, dopamine? What does that have to do with anything related to pop culture and technology? We are going to talk about that. And today I have with me Paul AC. Kristen Smith. Jonathan McKee. All right. So let's dive into our icebreaker question this morning. What kinds of entertainment, if any, are you likely to binge on? Okay, I'll go first, being the millennial. Um, oh, good. I was hoping you'd go first. <laughs> um, probably Netflix, to be quite honest. Um, Anything in particular? Or? Uh, okay, hold on a second. Am I allowed to say it? Like, am I allowed to say what I watch? <laughs> I suppose. Okay. Um, I probably would binge on Friends. Oh, Friends. <laughs> Just because it's, you know. Such great characters. Yeah, you know. And, you know. Um, and then, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think I binge on music anymore, but I do listen to a lot of music. All right. Other binge confessions? You know, I got to be honest. I, I I have a hard time binging because if it's something that I really like, I want it to last forever. So, oh, see, I thought you were going to say I'm you're be- so old that you fall asleep. No, no, no. I never fall asleep during that stuff. But but I really what? do huh? like to keep it. Don't laugh that much, Jonathan. Don't <laughs> laugh that much. I'm not that old. But I do. I one, one of the things that we're actually doing this holiday season is we're cruising through all of the Star Wars movies uh-huh. as a fan. Oh. Just trying uh-huh. to update, reevaluate what was the good Star Wars movies. What Star were Wars. Good. <laughs> what were the bad Star Wars movies? And we don't have that kind of time. All right. The Last Jedi. Moving on. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The the word binge makes me think of Netflix, Amazon Prime. You know, these ones where you can just click. You know, show after show after show. Um, but it it doesn't make me think of music. I mean, I probably spend the most time. And would probably have to say the biggest influence in my life is music because, uh, I mean, I just play music more than anything else. I don't think of that as binging. If I binge, it would be sitting down to watch um, Justified season after season after season, Uh, you know. But uh, but no, definitely music is probably where I spend the most time. And right now it's Christmas music because tis the season. All right, we get it. You're a good binger. What about you, Adam? <laughs> well, I was actually going to say the same thing. I'm not that much of a TV guy. And, you know, as much as I love Star Wars, you can only watch it so many times. And somewhere between 500 and 1,000, it's probably enough. You could choose Harry Potter <clears throat> instead. Well, there's that too, right? Um, but I'm a music guy. And uh, my son and I, over the last several years, have really gotten into the British rock band Muse. And so... We listen to that together, and we still buy CDs because I don't like streaming because the sound quality is terrible. So I've got all their CDs in my car, and sometimes with my favorite Muse songs, I will listen to the same song. I might listen to it five times on the way to work, and I think that that constitutes something bingy, even though it may not be binging in the way that we normally think of it. Actually, it feels obsessive. (laughs) I see. You know, we've all gotten to reveal a little bit about ourselves here this morning. You find it amusing, I'm guessing. (laughs) Maybe nice pun. No, I love the fact that you're doing that with your son. That's so cool. And it's funny. My daughter, who lives in Nashville, and me being in California, we're very far apart, but because of Spotify, hmm. we can share playlists, and it's so awesome because she will make this new playlist with bands I haven't even heard of, and I get to listen to it. And I will make a new list of like you know 
the classics, Lionel Richie, Luther Vandross, you know, that kind of stuff. And Hello. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely. It's me you're looking for. And uh, no, it's just fun to be able to share that. So uh, that's 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 cool that you get to share that with your son with a CD. Yeah, with CDs. We're all about CDs. Old so school. I think it's safe to say that the holiday season is a time of binging pretty much any way we want to define that. It's yeah. a time when, you know, we're celebrating, we're happy, it's the end of the year, maybe we let our self-discipline go a little bit, some of us more than others, and we roll into January 1st, sometimes feeling like we're literally rolling into January 1st <laughs> because we have had too much ham or, you know, cookies eggnog. or eggnog or yeah, not eggnog so much, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think the same thing can happen when our kids are home for Christmas break. Like they work really hard. And, and I don't know about your families, but it seems like my kids, you know, break from middle school is now as long as mine was from college. They're home for like three weeks. It feels like a long time. <laughs> and we're all tired and we're all binged out and we got tryptophan going through our veins. And I, it's easy as a parent to want to succumb to the temptation to just let them do whatever they want. But if I let my kids do whatever they want for that entire break, uh, my son would alternate between YouTube and Fortnite for probably 16 hours a day. And I know as a parent, <laughs> yep. that is probably not the healthiest thing to do. So what I want to talk about today is what are some strategies, some ideas, some things you guys have done in your families to help sort of regulate that time where as a family, you have huge chunks of time, but you know, you don't want your kids just sitting in front of a screen for 14 hours a day. So what are some of the, the strategies you've used? You know, I found that it's nice to have some more relaxed boundaries during the holidays, but still boundaries. Okay. In other words, maybe during the school year, it's like, hey, you know, if your boundaries happen to be only an hour of video game time per night, maybe you relax a little bit and say, hey, what, what do you and, and I think it starts with a conversation sitting down with your son saying, hey, what do you think's fair? Because obviously it's probably not good to sit down for 16 hours a day. What do you think's fair? And have that conversation of what those relaxed boundaries can look like. But I think even more importantly is looking for opportunities to engage with our kids in fun activities that where we're not saying, put that stupid screen away, but instead we're saying, hey, you want to do this? And being able to do stuff together. Yeah, I mean, like I've said before, I only have a two-year-old, so it's a little different, and only one. So for all those parents who have right. more than you one just kid, hand they're him, like, <laughs> you hand him an iPad and let him go. Yeah, exactly. I let Disney Plus be his mom. Uh, no, right. but I think I've had to be really intentional. Um, my husband and I just went to for Black Friday. We went to Target and got a bunch of board games, and even stuff that Judah can play, like little like fun stuff and Candyland. coloring books. Yeah, just things that we can like play with him and do together, so that we have like intentional breaks when we're in our tiny little house and snowed in. Like, how do we utilize this time well? Because it is tempting to say, okay, Paw Patrol for the 700th episode. There <laughs> right. you go. Put it, put it on repeat. He won't yeah, notice. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I think I might be a little bit unusual in this because actually during the vacation break, it was actually a little bit easier to keep my kids trained in, I think. And, and, and part huh. of that is because um, they were all together. You know, like like Jonathan was saying, I think that, that we're all together. We're, we're doing things together. And even if it's even if we're diving into a bit of media, whether we're watching a movie or whether we're playing a video game there, it's it feels like family time. And I think that there's something special about those times when you can really gather together as a family. Um, we also just tend to uh, do more traditional things. We're a very traditional family in that we. 
you know, read Christmas stories in the evening. When mm. I was a kid, my parents used to gather us all around. This is going to sound like the cheesiest thing in the world, but I really loved it. We would gather around the piano and sing Christmas carols. That's you know, awesome. I think you have these, awesome. these really great opportunities to, to gather together as a family. And my kids, even though they're grown, they're still coming back to do these very same things. Well, you know, and I tell you, the thing is, we have to listen a lot to what our kids enjoy because sometimes our tendency as tired adults uh-huh. is they'll come, they'll come up and they'll say, hey, you know, can I watch Home Alone? And you're like thinking the last thing I want to do is watch <laughs> that again, you know. And we need to just sometimes realize, hey, isn't it so cool that they aren't in their room watching something inappropriate by themselves? They're asking to do something with us. We're doing it as a family, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's watch something inappropriate as a family. Let's watch Joe Pesci's hair catch on fire. But the thing is, you know, no. It, the, so I think we sometimes need to learn to say yes to some of these things because yeah. I, I think in my yeah. family, my youngest daughter, Ashley, would always be the one, let's watch a Christmas movie. And sometimes I literally did not want to watch one, but I just learned to just be like yes and it was always a good family time you know we had this very thing happen the other night my daughters love home alone and they're like dad can we watch home alone (laughs) and i'm i i had to take a breath because i didn't want to watch home alone i'm like (laughs) okay we can and here's the other thing we talk about limits on our kids but the reality is as parents, when I get a break, I want to do the same thing they want to do, which is I want to totally crash. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. And for me, my bad habit is I'll watch a movie with my phone in my hand. And at one point, my daughter looked up and said, Dad, can you just put your phone down and watch the movie with us? Oh. I'm like, oh, that's my plugged in daughter. And she just busted me so uh-huh. hard. Like as parents, um, you know, we've talked about intentionality, but the first step in intentionality is recognizing our own tendency to want to binge and veg out and not do anything. Sure. And so, um, you know, I think it was the same night my other daughter got a cool little um, Christmas themed bingo set. And she's like, dad, can we play bingo? And I said, no, uh, I don't <laughs> just oh, no. no, I'm not. And, but then I, but then I thought for just a second, I'm like, you know what? We can play bingo. And I put my phone down and I Good got on the floor and we played bingo. And so I think as parents, it goes both ways. We want to help our kids set good boundaries, but we have to choose it to engage It starts with you. It, it starts totally, with you. Yeah, it does. totally starts with us. Yeah. It's modeling. Well, if you want to talk about strategies that you have as a family for dealing with the the problem of too much free time and too few boundaries over the Christmas break, by all means, shoot us an email at team at the plugged in show dot com. And now I want to talk about something else related to Christmas, the traditional Christmas neurotransmitter known as dopamine. <laughs> oh, Do y'all know what dopamine Christmas is? Uh-huh. So dopamine is a chemical. It's technically called a neurotransmitter that your brain produces when you do something pleasurable. Uh, your brain really likes dopamine and it wants more of it. And so when we look at our Facebook account, we get a little bit of a dopamine. When we watch our favorite TV show, we get a little bit of dopamine and um, do- that's fine. It's good to feel pleasure. That's not a bad thing, but we're living in such a hyper stimulated world with all of these opportunities that our brains, some people think, are perhaps approaching something like dopamine overload. And and what that does is 
it makes it really difficult for us to enjoy anything. And so there are some people out in Silicon Valley that have begun doing something kind of interesting. We've maybe heard about tech fast, but they're doing what they call a dopamine fast, which is to deliberately withdraw from everything that is stimulating, not only screens of technology, but even food and interacting with other people to try to let their brains sort of calm down a little bit. Hmm. And so I want to talk a little bit about that today. What's your immediate response to that idea? I think it's amazing. Uh, I, I call it the digital detox. Okay. And I think it's one of those things where um, a good break, it's not saying that, you know, screens are bad or evil, but, you know, a good break every once in a while is a big help. And, you know, our kids don't necessarily want to read brain research and hear how these hits are becoming addictive and all this. And it is fascinating stuff. And some of our students might resonate with some of that if you find an article and read some of that. But I think what they will resonate with is if you as a family every once in a while say, I'll tell you what, we're going to have no tech Tuesday or we're going to go on this camping trip or we're going to do something where you just kind of spend some time away. And very often afterwards, they might not like it initially, but afterwards they'll look back and go, man, that, that was really fun. And so I think it's worth trying. Yeah, I actually have a funny story on that. Um, I'm the oldest of seven. So when my parents would leave me with all my siblings, you know, I didn't ask to have You would say no dopamine for you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) They'd want to play Xbox and do all this stuff. And so they would be doing all these things. And the mom and me would come in. I would literally unplug the Xbox and I would tell them, go do something productive, go read a book. So I would literally get books out, give them books or tell them to go outside and play. And of course they hated it. They hated it. They're like, you're the worst babysitter ever. And so when my parents would get home, they'd like go to tattle on me, but I would just threaten them. And so my parents never found out. But, the- <laughs> but I mean, what were they going to say? Kristen made us read books. Exactly. I mean, come exactly. on. So for, as a weird, I mean, weirdly enough, I, I agree with Jonathan. It is, it is a very good thing to, to disconnect in a world where we are so constant. And every time I've ever traveled overseas and I can't have a phone with me or can't have one of those things by me, I found that it is the absolute best thing for my brain because I'm present. No, I think that that's absolutely right. I think that that it can be really hard to be present in this world of hyper-connectivity. I'd be interested to learn more about this study, actually, because, you know, you don't only get dopamine when you're connected with a screen. Right. right. You get it when you're listening to music or, or when running. you're, you're or running. I thought about exactly. that, yeah. Exactly. And so I but I do think that in today's pleasure driven society, yes. we do get sort of addicted to this idea that we need this dopamine all the time. We need to feel that that hit. And I think that, that sometimes it can be a little like dessert, where if you eat dessert all the time all of a sudden, all that cotton candy doesn't taste that good anymore. That's right. And I think that you need to withdraw from that a little bit and and really get back into a more balanced state of mind. So I, I think it's a great thing. I wish we could do it here at Plugged In. Unfortunately, we couldn't do our jobs then. But. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think sometimes when kids try it, they realize that less is more. I, I remember reading this about this study in literally in 2018, um, these researchers um, study these 12 through 16 year olds who went to this camp for several weeks without yeah. Wi-Fi and cell service. And they thought that, you know, the kids were going to freak out and it was going to be like that they were going to go through withdrawal symptoms and everything. But it was interesting because when the camp was done, they, they were asking the kids how they felt. 
92% of the teenagers and tweens experience greater, and they call it satisfaction and gladness mm. being away from their devices. 92%. Wow. And that's the thing that's interesting about it is when my family tried it this one time, they were all completely, you know, they were like, no way, we don't want to do this. But afterwards, they were like, dad, this was really cool. And <laughs> our family actually adopted No Tech Tuesday no tech after we had Tuesday. tried this fast. That's you know, great. And that, That's and that was driven idea. by them. Yeah. I think it's a really great point, and I think that the idea of withdrawing for for a certain amount of time can be really healthy. I I, I like to hike. I like to mm-hmm. to get up into the mountains, and I think that that because you don't have those cell towers up in the mountains, when you go hiking or camping, you're sort of in this forced withdrawal. And yeah. I think that for a lot of people who are used to being connected all the time, it can be sort of unsettling at first. Yeah. But all of a sudden, if you're in it for for two or three days. You suddenly realize what's really important in life, and, yeah. that's, and that's the the people and the places around you. And you know, I think the interesting thing here is, you know, these guys are coming from a biological and neurological point of view, and their goal is to be able to feel pleasure again. What they've discovered is that when they're bombarded by dopamine all the time, they actually don't enjoy anything. And it's sort of like, you know, the first cup of coffee tastes great, but the second and third and fourth don't taste well, as good. Well, it's the cotton candy thing, You know, thing, it's right? the cotton candy thing. It's back to that. But I think they're discovering something that Christians throughout the ages have known, which is that when we move into solitude and when we move into silence, there is an opportunity for something healing and restorative to happen to our souls. Years ago, I read an article by Ruth Haley Barton, uh, who's talked a lot about uh, spiritual growth and, and spiritual transformation. And she had a mentor who used this image. She said, Ruth, you're like a jar of river water all shaken up. And she said, you need to put the jar down and it takes time for those swirling currents to kind of calm down and for all of the sediment to mm-hmm. settle to the bottom. And I think that when we take time intentionally uh, to seek solitude, to seek silence, to seek a period where we're not connected to devices that are just, you know, ramping up the dopamine in our brain all the time, it enables us to experience some things. And like uh, you said, I think, Kristen, maybe it's disorienting at first, um, mm-hmm. but we come to a point where we realize man, there's a piece in that that we can't experience any other way. Yeah, and probably an opportunity to actually hear God, you know, to like yes. really spend time with the Lord where it's not just our thoughts that are bombarded. Yeah, yeah. ironically, I wish we could talk about this all day because I think that, the, that when you talk about the idea of contemplation and of silence, you know, it, church fathers from way back when they understood the value of getting away and really being by themselves— um, and not stimulated because it allows you to hear God better, I think. And and sometimes I think that in our noisy world, we have a really hard time hearing that still small voice. Yeah, and definitely, I mean, as like a realistic thing, I think when we talk about this, it's so exciting. But I'm in this stage of life where there's no silence <laughs> <Right>? ever. <laughs> and so when the when I finally put my son down to sleep, I love him so much. But man, it is one of the best times of day. Like, it's finally quiet and I feel like I have a thought. So I, I think of all the moms out there listening to this that are like, that's great, but uh, I don't have any quiet, so good for you. Well, I know, <laughs> hold on, one day that will come. And sometimes, you know, there are glimmers of hope, so. <laughs> all right. Well, terrific conversation about dopamine, something you 
may not have thought you'd be talking about today. And each week, of course, we want to talk about the issues of the day with regard to technology and entertainment. So thanks for joining us today. We would love to hear what you have to think about anything we've talked today. So you can reach out to us at team at thepluggedinshow.com. Send us your ideas. Send us your feedback. And you can also just go to thepluggedinshow.com where we'll have links to other articles on the topics that we've been talking about today. And, of course, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So invite your friends to check us out. We want to expand this conversation, and we're glad that you have taken this time to spend with us today. Plugging you into the world of pop culture and technology, I'm Adam Holtz for The Plugged In Show, and we'll see you next week. We'll be right back.